And we are live. G'day everyone, Mike Jeffrey here and you are listening to My Creative Journey, episode number 18. To all you new listeners out there, hello and thank you so much for taking the time to stop by here today. As I said, my name is Mike and I'm a wedding photographer from Sydney, Australia. Each week on the show, I bring you guys along on the highs and lows of my own creative journey and share all the knowledge that I've gained along the road to building my own freelance business. In today's episode, I'm going to be speaking all about the devil, aka social media. I get asked my opinion on this all the time, so today I thought I would bring you guys along and jump into everything that I think about social media from from which ones you should be using to how often you should be using them and in which ways you should be using them. But do keep in mind that I'm mostly coming at this from a business point of view, so if you're interested in growing your business on social media, then this podcast is for you. But before I jump into that, I want to talk about some other things that have come up through this past week, and the first of which is reviews. So, I know that I spoke about reviews on the first couple of episodes of this podcast where I was asking for people to review the podcast and I've had quite a few new people jump on board and start listening to the podcast and and as they start listening, the first place where they tend to start is back at episode number one. So, I've actually had heaps of heaps of downloads and heaps of listens to episode number one of the podcast, which I still stand by the belief that episode number one is probably the worst episode of this podcast. It's a bit sad that so many people have listened to that episode and, and are then drawing their opinions of the whole podcast from that. I would hope that they have come along and, and actually listened to a more recent episode. But in those first couple of episodes, I did ask for reviews on the podcast. And I've had a couple of messages actually, so I thought I would bring this up um, on the podcast now. So people have been asking how to review the podcast. And as I was aware of it back then, I thought it was just easy to review in the app, I wasn't totally sure, but I, I thought that it would be easy to do and I thought there was a way to do it online as well. But I've since learned that you can only review podcasts on Apple Podcasts. So, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, you can go and leave a review in the app directly there or I believe online as well. If you log in, you can leave a review. But otherwise, you can't leave a review on anything like Spotify or or something like Google Podcasts or, or Amazon Podcasts or Audible or anything like that. I don't believe you can leave reviews. So, if you are really wanting to leave a review, the best thing you could do um, on those apps is probably just to share the podcast around. That's probably the best way that would be able to show me that you are, are really appreciating the podcast and just be able to show other people that you you really think this is something that other people should be listening to. Now, this is a bit of an unfortunate situation because I think about 80% of the people who listen to this podcast actually listen through Spotify. So, all of you people will fall into that category and that's a bit unfortunate that they don't have a, a review system. But I think by sharing it around with friends and family and being able to get more people on, I think that is a way to promote a podcast on Spotify. And as I've said through the past couple of episodes, I would love you guys to be able to share episodes around and share ones that are actually resonating with you and you think that other people would be interested in as well. And that is a great way for me to be able to grow this podcast and, and be able to get this information out to a bit of a, a bit of a wider audience. And that is always something that I have been wanting to do. But if you are over on Apple Podcasts and you would love to leave me a review, I would I would very much appreciate that. And any any sort of feedback or any sort of reviews you guys can give me, even just through a message on Instagram, that would be great as well because I'm always trying to improve and trying to grow in the things that I'm trying to do here. Now, back onto the main structure of this podcast, which is normally me speaking about what I've been up to for the past week in the first uh, few minutes of this podcast. But in terms of the past week, I haven't really done a lot apart from just editing heaps and heaps of photos. I've been really um, working hard at that and really trying to get in uh, as much work as I can. As I said, this is this is the first wedding that I've ever shot and so therefore it's the first wedding I've ever edited. And so trying to know what the processes are around that and trying to um, 
and trying to group tasks together to be able to be as productive as possible and trying to get them done in as a shorter period of time as I can is obviously ideal. And, and so moving forward, then I'm able to shoot more and more on the weekends so then I can, and then if I can condense uh, the editing time down, I'm able to be able to turn those around a lot more faster and not have a big backlog of editing to be done. But I think one of the big things for me was actually going through and selecting photos. And I, I always have a lot of trouble because my style never really matches up to what other people's style is. And so that has always been sort of a divide for me. And I'm trying to trying to get my style out there more so that the clients that like my style will be more likely to come through me and I won't have that big hurdle to try and jump over and try to work out what style they're after because I will just know that they appreciate the style that I'm working in and then I can just hand them those photos that I like because I know they will like them as well. The process for me so far has really been to select as many photos as I can and many photos in different styles and edit all of those and trying to give them those photos so that they can then give me feedback about which ones that they really like and and which ones they don't. But I think moving forward, I need to be more stringent with my selects and actually choosing photos that I really like and and I don't have time to go in and edit every single photo. If I'm selecting over a thousand photos, I can't actually go in and edit all those individually. So I'm not going to be able to spend as much time on each individual photo and therefore the actual quality of work decreases because I'm trying to give them more photos. So I would rather... Uh, much rather just come down and, and how many I'm selecting and actually put more time and effort into each individual photo and, and be able to present them with something at the end that I'm more happy with, even if there are some photos that I've had to leave out here and there because because they weren't the greatest images. But I think as a whole, I'm still being able to give them enough photos that they will have a photo of everyone who was there on the day and at least that memory for them and being able to have that and be able to look back on that in years to come. The other thing that I've been really trying to do over this past week is really to step up my social media game and that is a bit partly why I'm talking about this today but it's also been something I've been wanting to speak about for a long time but me trying to step up my own social media has been something that I've been trying to do for quite a long time now and and actually having some images now that sort of relate to the field that I'm trying to move into having photos from this wedding and having the other photos that I shot a couple of weeks ago and now being able to put those on my social media and advertise things that I do and advertise work within the wedding industry I think it's very hard for people to see Uh, me actually working in the wedding industry if they don't actually see work that I've actually done in in that industry and if you click on my Instagram page for example and there's no photos on there from any weddings that I've shot it's hard to see me as as being a wedding photographer and no one's really going to go and and really book me and they're probably going to skip past and move on to the next one whereas if the first things that come up are all wedding related photos then it's much easier to connect with that sort of person and, and have them actually scroll through and actually look at some of your other photos and see that you're actually an okay photographer rather than just skipping past you and moving on to the next one. And as I said last week, it's been a bit of that game of what comes first. I need to edit the photos to be able to get them out. I need to be able to go and shoot more photos to be able to get them, to be able to put them on social media to advertise my work to then get more people to actually want to book with me to shoot more photos to advertise. And it goes around in a big circle. So I, th- I feel like it's starting to snowball and starting to collect more as we go and the more images and the more collections of photos that I get from different people also shows that uh, there's more work than just just one person here. I don't want to have my social media feed just all be of one afternoon that I went out and took photos with the same people. That starts to look like you haven't actually done much work. Even though your work may be great, you haven't done a lot of work there. So the more people I can try and get in and incorporate in that, and I feel like we're starting to snowball with that, but that has been something that I've been trying to actively put more on there and try to get that up and running, and I'm going to speak about that in a little bit of time as well. And then finally, the last thing that I did 
over this past week was that I went home to see my parents over the weekend. And that was something that I haven't done in about three or four months now because I've been quite busy working on the business. But it was just nice to actually have a bit of a break away, even though it can be a very stressful time having to go so far and having to come back within the space of three days. But I don't actually mind just being on the road and just driving and and, and actually having a bit of downtime because it feels like time away from work. And I think this is something that has definitely come up for me and the importance of actually taking breaks. And I know how important it is. And I like to be able to dedicate time for myself to take away uh, from work because I can often feel like when I'm at home, I'm just always working. And no matter the different aspects of the work, it's still, there's always something that feels like it's interrelated with work. So taking time away and stepping back from that and you're out of the house for the weekend, I don't actually don't have any connection with my computer or, or with my camera or anything like that. And taking a step back from that has actually been super important for me and, and was very beneficial over the weekend because although I feel like I've come back more exhausted from the from the big trip that I had to do having to drive like over five hours on Sunday afternoon to get back here Sunday night I found that even though I was exhausted physically I feel like mentally I'd had a good break away and it had a bit of time to actually recoup and and I was ready to go back into work on Monday morning and as I said this is something that I will make an episode about I think I'm aiming to do it uh, in the next few episodes where I really speak about the importance of taking time away and and how you should actually schedule that in rather than just leaving it up to chance because a lot of people say, oh yeah, I'll have a break soon. But if you're not going to schedule it in and you're not going to make that a priority, as I spoke about last week, priority in actually taking time away. And if if it is actually dedicated time away, I don't think that is time spent uh, in a bad way. That's not time that you're that's not time that you're wasting. That's time that you've planned to take away, and and as such, it it can be just as beneficial as time spent working. And so now I want to jump into today's topic, which if you've heard the intro is all about social media. And this is something that I get asked and that I actually am interested quite a bit in, in in the different aspects of social media and which ones I think you should use and which ones uh, you should spend more time in and what are the different aspects of each type of social media and how, how we should be using social media, especially as people who run businesses and people who are trying to promote uh, either their services or their products or things like that. And so actually having a deep understanding of which ones you enjoy and which ones actually work for your business can be very beneficial in the long term. And now I just want to start this by saying that I'm not an expert in social media whatsoever. I feel like social media is so far outside of something that comes naturally to me. It's not something that um, it's not something that I've ever really gotten used to. I suppose it has something to do with age, having not always had social media in my life. I sort of introduced to social media towards the end half of high school and so not always having it but I think I still have more of an understanding than quite a f- few people but not as much as some people I see today who have always had social media and that is their whole life. So for me being able to put things out there in the world has never been something that has come easily to me. I think through the process of actually running my business and actually trying to get more of myself out there uh, I think I've come up with a few things that really work for me and hopefully they will be things that you guys will appreciate hearing about as well. And so the first thing that I really want to touch on and the thing that um, I, th- I hear most people talk about is that you need to be on all different social media. You need to be able to diversify yourself and spread yourself everywhere. And I don't think that's necessarily the case. I don't think we should be spreading ourselves so thin because there are only so many platforms that you can actually keep up to date with. And I think I've learned that by trying to be too many places at once in in my everyday life, let alone on social media. I can't be uploading things on all different social medias every day because that is just not going to be sustainable for me. And it's also not something that I enjoy. 
I think working out which social media platforms are best suited to you and your business and your brand, I think, is the most important thing to do in those first few months. In Experiment with them all, yes, but don't stick at them all long term if you're not seeing any rewards. If you're not enjoying uh, the act of being on that social media platform, then there's probably no point to you actually being on there. There is a reason to be said for for just being on it for enjoyment and you can be on it outside of um, activity in your own business and you can be on different social media platforms to keep up up to date with other friends and things like that. But when it comes to your own business, I think we have to be so stringent with our own time and only use the platforms which are actually having some benefit towards your business. I think one of the great things about social media is that it allows you to be in many different places at once and it allows you to be found by more people in ways that you would have never been able to be found um, even 10 or 20 years ago when all you had for your business was an actual storefront and the only way for people to find you was actually to walk in your store. Nowadays, people can come to your store on any different number of social media platforms and so being able to have those different touch points with with different people and having people actually recognize you across platforms and have that personal, that brand that you're trying to present to people uh, across different platforms I think is so important and such a big thing in today's day and age where if you're not on I suppose multiple platforms it can it can have some sort of negative effect because if you do fall off on one then um, on another platform you're still there like if everyone stops you using an app all of a sudden tomorrow and you're only on that one platform then how is anyone else going to contact you but I think it's important just to have those different touch points when you're trying to branch out to new people as well like if someone sees a video of yours um, on YouTube and then and then they move over to Instagram and they see you and they see someone post a photo and they look who it is and it's actually you and they've said, oh, that was the person I was watching on YouTube before. How about I was interested in their work there. I've now found them on Instagram. How about I give them a follow here? Then next time they might go back and see another one of your YouTube videos or they might hear something from you on a podcast and now they've sort of got a more deeper understanding of who you are as a person and what your brand is actually trying to provide. So that to me, I think creating those touch points for people, if they were only to see you on one social media platform, then they would never be able to find you anywhere else and get a different perspective or a different point of view from you and say, oh, that's the person I saw there because they're only just ever going to see that one thing. So having yourself spread, but don't spread yourself too thin. I am going to jump into which social media platforms I've been using and which ones that I enjoy. But before I do that, I want to touch on a point that I heard uh, probably a few months ago, and it's been something that's really resonated with me ever since, is that people forget that social media is a social platform. People are quick to dismiss the actual social aspect of social media. People talk about social media being the devil and distracting all your time and taking away from things in your life that you could be out there actually starting your own business or, or trying to do something productive with your life. But I think people forget that it is a social platform. And unfortunately, the world that we are in today, social connectivity only happens through these apps. I think this has been addressed over the past 12 months where a lot of people in isolation having to come back indoors and the only way that they can uh, interact with any of their friends or family was on social media. And I think it proved in that 12 months that it can be a very positive thing and it can bring people together and can create groups of people who are interested in the same things. And I think that is a great thing. It can also be a negative thing, but I think overall it is a great thing. And I think people forget the aspects of social media actually being a social platform and and not using it to connect with people. I think brands trying to jump on social media and just use it as a way to advertise and just promote and just constantly post ads on their 
on their social media feed are sort of losing the point of, of the actual app. The idea is to connect with people. And if you're not posting content that is aimed to connect with people who are interested in your content, you may as well just have ads on that platform rather than actually having an account on that platform. I think for me, being able to connect with people who are interested in my work is one of the greatest ways that I really enjoy being on the platform. It's one of the things that makes me so grateful that we have these social media platforms because I can connect with people in ways that I would have never been able to do before and have people know um, more intimate details about my life and be uh, involved in the actual every day of my business. Whereas people who only see big brands and see them post ads all the time, they're not really engaging with them on a social sort of level. They're just engaging with the things that they're posting almost as ads on a social level. And it's a bit of a shame when there's this whole other side to the platforms that that people are just trying to move past. Being able to create relationships with people, I think, has always been the best way to move forward in any type of business, let alone in a business where you're working with people in, in a situation that I am where I'm trying to provide a service to people. Um, if I can create a genuine connection before they even even come to me and ask for work, that is already one bridge that I've already crossed and I've already created a friendship and now I feel like it's so much easier to work with that person because they know so much about me. I may know something about them from what they've been putting on social media and things like that. And I haven't just bombarded my social media feeds with just ad after ad in things that I'm not actually using it for. I'm just automating all my posts on Instagram and I'm, I'm never actually on there responding to anyone. I'm just adding images on there as an ad for my own services. I have to be able to use it as a social platform because that is what it was intended for and I think that is the best way to actually use it in the long term. So with all that out of the way, let's jump into some of the social media platforms that I've been using over the past probably three years, but also some of them that I've just uh, started using recently and, and we'll talk about each of them, but starting with the old school platform of Facebook, which is probably the most um, underused platform these days. It's really starting to die off and I can really tell that I don't get any engagement on Facebook whatsoever, but it is still something that I do use because surprisingly to the fact that uh, it's not one that I enjoy using whatsoever, it's still the platform that attracts me the most amount of clients, which to me is very surprising because um, not many of my target audience is on Facebook, I wouldn't say, but somehow I still manage to get clients through Facebook. And I think this is through a twofold effect. The first of which normally comes from the organic amount of shares that I get on Facebook. You see, the type of people who actually follow my Facebook page uh, are the types of people that tend to share my work around and share them, uh, the work on Facebook to their friends and, and it becomes more easily seen through that. And as such, the people who are sharing them are normally friends and family, so I'm more likely to spread uh, word through that way. And then it becomes more of a word-of-mouth advertisement when um, a friend or family member actually generally shares something I've done or a piece of my work and then a friend of theirs actually contacts me because we already have a mutual friend and and someone they trust has just shared all my work and so if they have belief in me then the other person feels more easily to be able to contact me because of the fact that they're all friends on Facebook and this just isn't a random stranger who they have. I think that's one of the biggest things with Facebook is that me personally I don't really follow a lot of people who aren't friends or family on Facebook. There's not sort of that many there's not that many pages that I do follow on Facebook, on my personal account anyway, I don't follow many pages on Facebook. So when someone directly shares something, it's normally a friend or family member actually sharing something on Facebook. And that is probably the primary way that anyone uses Facebook these days. I don't really see many people add photos to Facebook or update their status on Facebook. That's just not a thing people do anymore, but a lot of people tend to share things. So 
if I see a friend or family member has shared some work from a local business, I'm more likely to go and click on that and actually check them out because if they've done work through them and they've and they've recommended them, then I'm more likely to do that. And so, therefore, it is that sort of word of mouth um, advertisement, as I said, and that is one way that I do get a fair few referrals and a fair few people actually coming in and saying that they saw my work on Facebook. And then the other thing is actually being friends with the people who I'm working for and the people I'm working with on Facebook because... This opens you up to so many other different things that when they update their profile picture on Facebook and it's an image of of yours, one of the photos that you took for me as a photographer, I can then get tagged in that photo. And then when people actually have a look at that and I'm tagged in the photo, they can see, oh, that's a great photo. Um, I'm going to contact that photographer because they've obviously done work with them and I appreciate that and I've seen that and that's sort of that word of mouth again. As I said, not many people do upload photos on Facebook, but when they tend to have professional photos done, that's the type of photos they're going to be using on Facebook and more so uh, changing their profile picture on Facebook. So being able to get a tag in that, whereas you can't get tagged in that on other accounts. You can't be tagged in a profile photo. Uh, If I update my profile photo on Instagram, for example, none of my followers actually find out that I've updated my profile photo unless they go to my account and actually see that I've changed it. Whereas on Facebook, you can have that actually notify all all your friends that you've changed your profile photo. And so it comes up in the feed and then I'm tagged in it and then they're able to have a direct link to my page and actually go and check out my work. So I think those are the two things that um, have really helped me on Facebook. But otherwise, I'm not very active on Facebook. I don't really um, add a lot of stuff on Facebook. I like that you can post larger galleries of, of images for me personally as a photographer on Facebook. I like that I can throw those up there and they will be there for people to see regardless of how long. If they go to the page, they can scroll down and see a whole gallery of photos that you just wouldn't be able to do on any other social media app. I can upload 100 photos there if I really wanted to and they can see a whole wedding day and actually look and see the different style of photos that I take. So that for me is is an upside, but otherwise it's also a good thing because I don't have to be on there as often. I can just throw a whole gallery up there and not go back at it for for about a month or so and then throw more images up there and, and not be on it as much because it is, isn't something that I enjoy and it's not something that I gain a lot of value from. The other big thing as a business on Facebook is the ability to use ads on Facebook. And this is probably one of the biggest ways that any any business draws in, in new clients from advertising is advertising on Facebook and then in turn Instagram and other things like that, but, but mainly on Facebook. And I think ads tend to work a lot better on Facebook rather than on Instagram because people still aren't used to ads on Instagram and people still, the type of demographic on Instagram are still more likely to swipe past an ad on Instagram. We don't like seeing ads. Whereas on Facebook, I think we've become accustomed to actually seeing ads on Facebook. That's all it seems to be these days and it just seems to be advertising for everyone. So if we see an ad there, we're more likely to actually click on it and more likely to engage with an ad because that is all we've been used to actually using. In turn, I think the type of people who are on Facebook enjoy that style of content, which is why ads tend to perform a lot better on on Facebook than they do on Instagram. So using ads for Facebook. I'm not going to go into too much detail because that is not what this episode is about. This episode is about organic reach as opposed to actually paid reach on Facebook and things like that and actually paying for to be able to get your work in front of other people who don't actually follow your work. But that is a genuine way to actually promote your business on Facebook. And I can do a whole episode about that. And I think I will further down the track as I've experimented more with Facebook ads as being something that I've, I've used for quite some time now and, and am starting to compile a bit of information around those so i will make an episode on it but it's not going to be what we're touching on here today but i thought i would just bring that up as a point that it's handy to have a facebook page to drive people to 
in order to advertise on. So if you don't have a Facebook page, I think it's important. And I think there's a lot of information that can be stored on a Facebook page, like your website and things like that. And you can put all different types of contact information on a Facebook page, but you don't have to be using it super regularly because you're not going to get a lot of push uh, just organically on Facebook. And then the next platform, obviously one that I've spoken about so far is Instagram. And this is probably the platform that I use the most. It's the one I enjoy the most. Um, Obviously, being a photographer, it's very much styled towards me and styled towards uploading photos uh, on the platform. So I really enjoy that. But aside from that, I think the community on Instagram is also the best uh, of any social media that I've I've really come across. And, And the community that I've been able to build on Instagram has been very inspiring to me and been able to push quite a lot of the work that I've done has been uh, through Instagram and through being actually pushed by other people and, and supported through that community. And I really enjoy being able to post photos on there and be able to be able to tell stories through photos and actually respond to people who are there commenting on my photos and things like that. And I get a lot of messages on Instagram from people just saying things and responding to different things. And it's a way to open up conversation and sort of uh, speak to the community that I'm trying to build on a more deeper level than I ever could on any other social media platform. With that being said, Instagram is also becoming that sort of pay-to-play platform where if you're not actually having ads on Instagram, Instagram won't promote your images. If you're not if you're not running ads on Instagram, Instagram won't just natively push your images out there. You're going to have to actually pay to actually get them pushed. So that is one of the downsides that I've seen with Instagram over the past couple of years even is that it's really not um, exposing your work to many people as much as it was even a few years ago, I think that the algorithm has definitely changed quite a lot and work that you would have got um, out there in front of a larger audience a few years ago is definitely not being shown and, and I've, I've genuinely noticed that but I also don't really mind because I think there's too much emphasis put on your actual follower count on Instagram whereas I would much rather have a smaller follower count if I know that they're all the types of people who I want to be working with. If they're all my ideal clients, then I don't mind how small that follower count is. If they're all ideal clients, then I'm probably going to get more work than if I have 100,000 followers, but they're all overseas working somewhere. I would much rather be using hashtags on Instagram and actually targeting uh, select things and things that I know people who are interested in actually having photos done will be looking up and be able to see me. And I have actually had a lot of people contact me through um, Instagram as well, as as well as Facebook, but not quite as much as Facebook. But I've had people uh, come to me who I don't know on Instagram. And I think that is the big difference in the way that Facebook has been sort of more friend of a friend contacting me, whereas Instagram has just been unknown people and there is no connection there apart from the fact that they've seen my work uh, in the community on Instagram and and been able to really appreciate the work that I'm doing and, and therefore come to me to be able to do work for them. One of the big downsides to Instagram from a lot of people's perspective is that it's become too highly curated and the images that you're seeing on Instagram have become too professional and too overdone and, and it's a hard market for people to try and get into because People are working too hard just to be able to post a photo on Instagram, and I've been and I've been very guilty of this as well. Being able to spend an hour to an hour and a half editing photos just to post on on Instagram because I like to have them the way they look on Instagram, and I like to have that sort of portfolio there. But at the end of the day, I think it's it's so much more than just how curated it is. I think it's more about the story and and being able to tell um, a story through your Instagram feed. I think having people go to the feed and actually scroll through and see a collection of images and be able to tell a story through those images and see a style just by actually just going to your profile straight away and just scrolling through a few images, people should be able to tell what the style is of you or your business or your brand. And having that, I think, is a great asset for any business. And and being able to see that at the click of a button 
is amazing. That's something that you can't get on Facebook. You have to scroll through endless amounts of things on Facebook before you can even get to the actual work someone's done. So having that right there on Instagram and using that as a portfolio for all your work, I think is one of the greatest things. And if you're not on Instagram, I think it's one of the ones that you really need to be on. Um, as I said with Facebook before, you don't probably need to be on Facebook, but I think Instagram is still one of those ones that is still highly used and still sort of a growing platform, even if it has started to slow down over the past couple of years. Another big underutilized part of Instagram is actually their stories, which I know were completely stolen from Snapchat back in the day, but I much prefer them on Instagram and I've never been someone that uses Snapchat as a social media and I definitely don't think it's probably worth it for having it for your business. But there are still people that like to use it personally, but I think it's it's long gone past the wayside. And I think when Instagram stole stories from Snapchat, I think that was probably the beginning of the end for them. But now having it on Instagram and having that ability to be able to put something up for just a short amount of time and then have it disappear, I think is a great way to connect with people. And I think connecting long term because it takes that sort of barrier out of if I post this, it's going to be there forever because you can be able to put things on your stories and just show them to people here and now and the people who are here now with you will actually see them. But people who come along tomorrow won't be able to see that. And if if you post a photo in a week's time that really blows up, people can't go back and actually see that content. If you've changed so much in that time, if you've changed over a six-month period, people can't see your stories from six months ago. So they won't know that sort of growth, but they can still see the photos in the feed. So I really like being able to post stories and being able to tell um, stories of my everyday life on my stories and be able to have that just there in the short term and have have it be something people come back to on a day because they want something new. In that way, I know I definitely need to step up my Instagram stories and be able to tell more behind the scenes of my own business. I think there are people who are genuinely interested in what people do in business and this is any type of business. I know me personally, I actually follow a lot of different small businesses and like to see what they do behind the scenes and like to see uh, the stuff that they're working on and the new and the new products they're trying to bring out and I really appreciate um, actually having that insight and having having some sort of understanding of the production and, and the sort of work that goes in behind a business. And I think a lot of people out there are envious of that situation. So being able to post stories and be able to include these people who are genuinely interested, I think is such a great way to connect with, with community as I talked about on Instagram before. I think that community are people who will come back every day and actually watch stories and, and be interested to see what you're up to. So for me, that is something that I'm definitely trying to do more and be able to, and being able to put my face on, on stories a lot more because I'm not going to be posting photos of myself on my Instagram feed and my business account because that isn't really what it's about. It's about how I can take a photo. It's not how someone can take a photo of me. I do like to post a photo every now and again. I think it's nice to have a photo of me on there so people know who they're actually talking to and who who is actually behind this Instagram account. But I think I can do that just as well on stories. And if I'm constantly updating it, it doesn't matter when anyone else comes along to see my page, there's still going to be something there of me so they can sort of gain some understanding. And I think that's the importance of having it there every day and being able to come back and turn up and not have that big barrier to entry whereas you can just take a photo of yourself or just record a story of yourself talking about something that you're up to today and post that on your stories and have that very tangible to someone to actually know who is behind that Instagram account. And so talking about videos, I want to jump on to the next social platform which I've recently started which is TikTok. And this has been something that I've probably slept on for way too long, um, something that I wasn't really keen on jumping into at all last year or the year before. I'd I did actually start a TikTok account way back, I think, in 2019, I think in August. I think it was probably early in the wave of TikTok, but I probably only uploaded a couple of photos and I don't think that account is there anymore, so you won't be able to find that one. But I did recently just start a new one for my business and it's actually been gaining a lot, quite a lot of traction, quite to my surprise because as someone who has just been using Instagram for the past 12 months 
to promote the business, actually having videos actually do well, I think for me was quite surprising because I'm getting so much organic traffic to my videos that I just would never get on any photos on Instagram these days. And so I think for that reason, it's it's so beneficial for any business to jump on there. But it's not only the, the reach that you can get, it's that the quality of your video doesn't have to be amazing. It's not at that curated Instagram level yet that you can't post anything on there without it being a whole day in production. It's not like you're jumping on YouTube. It's nothing like that. It's just that you could record a photo, you could record a video on your phone and have it up in the next 10 minutes and easily get that shared to thousands of people to be able to then know who you are. One of the great things that comes along with that organic reach for business is the fact that most of that reach stays within your local area. And anyone who's on TikTok will probably know this, or if you don't, just next time you will recognize this, that most of the videos you get shown are with people from um, in your own country. And I know that because most of the accents that I hear on there are Australian accents. So I know that these people are all from within Australia, regardless of whether um, I'm looking up a different type of video. Most of them, the ones I get are from within Australia. So it's not unless I search for a specific type of video that it will actually show me what the best videos are under that hashtag, for example, or, or on that type of music. But just generally on my feed, um, on the explore pages, you want to call it on, on TikTok. I don't know. I don't really know what it's called these days. Um, on there, I think most of the videos that I'm shown are from my local area. So as a business owner, that is a great step forward to be able to push work to people in your local area as well. And most of those views that you're going to get on the videos are from people within your local area. So that is a great way to push content and not be just like Instagram where you could get 100,000 followers and have them all be overseas. I think most of the followers that I've, I've gained so far would probably be um, within my local area, if not within Australia. So there's potential there for them to actually work with me. I suppose then the downside of that is that most of the people on there are probably a lot younger than my target demographic is. But I think with that being said, I think this is something to get ahead of the game of. If you've had contact with people um, over a long period of time, these people could come back in three to four years and say, oh, I've been really following this person for quite some time now. I'm at a stage where I'm getting married or I'd like to have some photos done. I know this person on TikTok, so I will contact them. As opposed to if they've never met a photographer before, the first thing they're probably going to do is, is just head online and head to Google and try to find someone or head on Instagram and try to find a photographer. But if they already know you from something like TikTok, then they're more likely to contact you because they've really been appreciating the work that you've been doing and they've been following along for such a long time that it feels easier to contact you than to contact anyone else who they don't actually know. Having those touch points in business, I think, is such a great thing as I spoke about before. And I think TikTok can be another one of those another one of those touch points because if someone sees you on a video, even if they scroll past and don't actually follow and don't actually follow your work, if it was an interesting video that they enjoyed and they and they actually sat through for a reasonable period of time, you know, if they see another video of yours on Instagram or they see a photo of yours or they see you on something like Facebook or, or where else, then they're more likely to follow along. And this isn't always for just organic reach as well. If they're on Facebook and they see an ad from you or they're on Instagram and they see an ad from you, they are more likely to click on that ad because it's from someone they know. It's not just a stranger handing them an ad. So if they've seen a video from you or they've seen a few videos from you on TikTok, then they see an ad for you on Instagram, they're more likely to go to your page or they're more likely to actually contact you or if they're in that market that you're advertising to, then they're more likely to actually click on that content. So this is about having those touch points and being able to be in front of as many people as you possibly can. And I think TikTok is a great way to do that because 
as I said, there's a very low barrier to entry, but there's also um, an ability to be able to upload a lot of content and upload very often because of that low barrier to entry. And to have content be able to be pushed, I think you can't get turned away if if you upload a few videos and they and they don't do well because eventually you'll have one that does well and that will outperform all the others. And then there is that bit of a delayed reaction to other videos that are on your page. So when people go to your profile, they'll see other videos that you've done before and may actually click on them and may actually view them and share them around so that they may get propelled as well. So I think being on there and being ahead of that and being ahead of the trend, I think is is important and important to get uh, word out there about yourself and about your business. I was skeptical in the beginning that I'd already missed the boat on TikTok because so many people were already on there and I'd seen other businesses on there. But I think I don't think it's until you jump on there that you realize that everyone isn't on there yet and it's still a growing platform. And if I'm jumping on there, then that means they've got extra person on there. So for every person that's jumping on there trying to create content, there is equally 10 times as many people hopping on there just to just to actually watch content and actually find it interesting so if you can jump on there and make interesting content as well i think you're just as likely to be pushed out today as you were this time last year and then lastly the only other social media platform that i'm on at the moment is probably twitter which is just something that i use personally and not really something that is actively promoting my business and it's not overly something that i use often i just use it to more consume content and and other sort of news related things rather than actually promoting my business but I think it's definitely something that's sort of gone by the wayside, especially in an area that I'm in. I don't think it's something that would gain you much traction and much uh, actual reach to be able to promote a business on there. I don't think that is what it's really made for. I think it's really made for for people who actually have some sort of social media presence or some sort of presence um, in the world. And I think promoting a business from the ground up is probably not the best way to go about that on Twitter. So I probably wouldn't recommend that as well as heaps of other social media platforms out there that you could be using that I'm I'm not using like YouTube or, or Snapchat as I mentioned before or, or even on Pinterest. I've heard a lot of people have a lot of success with Pinterest and it's definitely something that I need to be able to get on and, and actively upload. I don't really see it as a social platform. I, I see it more sort of a website for you rather than a, rather than a social platform but I think it, it does have an ability to be able to draw uh, work to your business but I think that is genuinely in the area that I'm in of, of photography and not and may not be relevant to you, whatever your uh, chosen field may be. And then as I said, yeah, things like YouTube are great if you're into like a video work and you're, you're posting videos on YouTube. I think that is a great way to be able to be to be able to be found. And also if you're in that educational space where you're trying to actually teach things and actually grow a personal brand in that sort of way, I think that obviously is a great thing to be on on YouTube. And I think um, it is something that I've explored before and it is something I may go back to uh, eventually later on down the track but at the moment it just doesn't really sit, seem to fit into the schedule of things that I really want to be doing and it's not something that I've overly enjoyed before in the past nor have I gained much out of it so um, it may not be something that I go back to in the near future but I always leave my options open. I'm really yet to decide whether this podcast is actually a social media because because to me it's not overly very social. Um, I'm not interacting with anyone, I'm just sitting here talking to myself at the moment really so uh, I can't really see it as a social media but it is definitely a way that I'm able to get my story out there a bit more and and have you guys understand a bit more who I am. This podcast is in no way trying to promote my business whatsoever so I can't really sit here and say that it's it's really done well for my business because it hasn't but that's not the aim of it either so um, I've been very happy with where this podcast is headed and I'm really glad that I'm able to tell my story and I think it's it's genuinely actually helped me on other platforms as well. It's helped me to be more open on things like Instagram and on TikTok and, 
and that where I am trying to build a following and I'm trying to build my business on there. So this podcast has opened me up to be able to talk about different things on there and things that I've shared here I can then share on there as well and be able to gain uh, sort of trust from other people on there because they've been listening to the podcast or things like that. But I don't really see this as a social media platform, but I think it is definitely something that you should be jumping on if you've got things to talk about or if you are in an educational space where you really want to educate other people and, and be able to get your thoughts out and 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 have it in a way that isn't um, overly scary. I think for me, I don't like YouTube because I never liked the idea of seeing myself on a video. So having a podcast was uh, sort of the next best thing and I've been really glad that I did it, but also it's sort of that longer form of content that you don't really get anywhere else in that I couldn't just sit down and have this hour conversation with you uh, on YouTube. No one would sit through an hour-long YouTube video, and there might be some, but I highly doubt it would be as successful as a YouTube video. So um, I'm glad that I'm able to put this out as a podcast, and I can definitely tell you guys more here than I ever could on Instagram or TikTok, especially where I can only post up to a 60-second video on there. So uh, I'm really glad that I have this, but I'm glad that I have other social media platforms as well. And so I think that's where I'm going to close this episode out. But I do want to touch on something that I said at the start, which was you don't need to be on all social media platforms. You need to really pick and choose the ones that really work for you. And I think that has been emphasized through this episode that I really only use the ones that I've enjoyed. I've experimented with other different ones. But as I said, I get the most enjoyment out of Instagram. So that's the one that I do tend to go the hardest at and do tend to upload most of my stuff on. And and I like to be able to keep in touch with my audience and the people who are there trying to follow along with me, but also people who are potential clients as well and try to keep up with them on my stories and things like that, but also updating my work in my feed to be able to gain that sort of portfolio style view on there. But also I use Facebook because I, I genuinely tend to get a lot of work from there. So I really want to be able to keep that up to date and see if anyone does actually go and share something on Facebook that if they go to my page, it's still a good collection of my work and it's still a good representation of me and what I'm trying to do in business. And as I said, I've just recently jumped onto TikTok as well and had quite a lot of success and had more success than I initially thought and I will definitely update you guys on that. I've only been on there about a month now so I'll definitely update you guys as we keep moving forward but I think it's definitely something to jump on and definitely something to look out for um, in the next couple of years because I can definitely see it changing and and see the style of content changing to be more uh, the style of Instagram and, and have it be very beneficial to to some sort of businesses that could actually jump on there and and use it as a great marketing tool and, and a way to, to be able to touch base with potential clients and, and things like that. So I've really enjoyed using all those three social medias over the years and, and had a lot of success on those, but I'm sure other people have had success in other aspects. But I think if I had to say one thing, I'd say don't forget about the actual social aspect of social media. Don't just use it as an advertising platform. Don't just post things about your business and expect people to engage because people won't engage with an ad. People won't engage with something that they see um, overly curated just to be an ad towards them. They will much more resonate with something about your story or something that you're posting uh, behind the scenes about your business or the things that you're trying to do or the, or your actual journey or or your type of message that you're trying to promote. So really be yourself and and don't forget that social aspect and respond to people and answer messages and and reply to all the comments on your photos and videos and things like that. And and don't forget that you are a part of that community as well. You shouldn't just be a, a brand on the outside posting ads on these social media platforms. So that is where I'm going to leave today's episode, guys. I really hope you did enjoy this one. I hope you were able to gain something out of it. If you are trying to start your own business, I hope you are able to gain uh, a few things out of that and where you should go within social media and what which ones you should use. And if you did have any other questions, I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to hear 
what your experiences are on some of these platforms? Have you had a, a more enjoyable experience on one that I haven't? Have you been using a platform that I haven't ever heard about? I'd love to hear about that as well. But if you do want to contact me, feel free to send me a message on Instagram. I respond to all of those, as I said, and I really enjoy the community that I have over there on Instagram. You may have seen through the week, I did a new Instagram page for this podcast. So if you haven't found that already, it's at my creative journey underscore podcast. So you can go and follow along on there. I'm trying to post a lot more snippets out of the actual podcast on there in, in that sort of your video form to be able to get that audio to a wider audience as well. So if you guys are interested in that, would love to to have you guys following along there. But otherwise, just message me on my normal Instagram account at the Mike Jeffrey and you will find me there. But until next week, guys, I really hope to have you back. And I think next week we're going to be talking about uh, social media again, but I think we're going to be talking about it in a different aspect of how to deal with sort of negative reviews and how to deal with and how to deal with negative comments. So that has been something that has been highly requested and something that I think about quite a lot as well. So we're going to be, be jumping into that next week and I hope to have you guys all back along here again for that one. But until then, have a great week and I will talk to you all again next Monday. Bye.